Hey guys, welcome to Flat Skirts and Basic Black. Woo! Yes, we are back. <laughs> we are the podcast where why did we decide to record at 9:30 at night? <laughs> Just because we can. I'm your co-host, Marcia. And I'm Shannon. And we are super excited to bring you all the blackity blackness of this day and age and yesteryear with our topic today. Today we are going to be talking about the book, My Grandma is a Lady, and later talking about the Knights of Peter Claver, um, uh-huh. the black fraternal organization of the Catholic Church, which yeah. is kind of awesome. So before we get into our topic, Shannon, how is the uh-huh. weather in your neck of the woods? How are you doing? It is, it is rumbling thunder off in the distance like the clouds are about to part and open up and the wind is blowing and the storm is coming Um, i'm feeling the burnout hardcore we reopened at church so we're back to having masses and things and uh you may have noticed at all of your churches that we just didn't have sacraments for like three months so all of the sacraments (laughs) have to happen in about three weeks so just trying to catch up with that uh in work and then we are moving on top of that and then of course we have all of you to worry about (laughs) all of our listeners who we love Uh, And we want to keep giving you great content. And then there's some other really exciting things happening in my life as well. Um, Tomorrow when this comes out, uh, the day after this comes out, I will be uh, giving a breakout session for um, the Lux Women's Conference, the Lux Summit Women's Conference, um, which is Lydia Darrow's um, organization for um, Catholic women to build up Catholic women and help them be light in the world. And so I'm so excited for that. I hope that all of you who are joining us for that conference are going to enjoy it. Uh, But also, it's just a lot. There's a lot happening, (laughs) and I'm feeling the stress. And so it's fine right now, but the clouds are rolling in, and at some point I'm just going to have a breakdown (laughs) (laughs) do i sound crazy (laughs) (laughs) i was like is it happening (laughs) but maybe since i know better i'll do better and say like no to stuff bring it maya bring it girl you know better you do better (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think i think that um i am Things are a little bit hazy, but like sunshiny. Like I have also have a lot going on right now, which is why we're recording this at, you know, 930 at night. I am also moving. Um, Work husband moved out to actually get married to someone else. The nerve, the nerve, right? Um, Uh so he, so I'm actually moving into his old quarters because it's bigger and I'm like, I want that quarters. So Uh I'm moving right now and I'm like, so things are exciting. It's like, it's happening, but it's also like, uh, even though I'm moving down the hall, it's still moving. And Uh I have discovered, I don't know if you know this, Shannon, well, you're moving. So you'll recognize this, that you don't realize how disgusting your current residence is until you start moving. I was like, this place is disgusting. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> like, I was like, I know I cleaned. 
once in a while. Like, Like I'm not that gross. Right? And so it's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's like, because you have to clean the first place and then move and then move everything out and then clean this. So it's kind of like hazy but sunshiny. Like, Uh things are looking great, but I'm also like, whoa. (laughs) So that's kind of where I am. So, okay, so moving right along. Today's topic, we're talking about the awesome book, My Grandma's Lady. It's by Delisa Poller. It's so good, right? Didn't it just get you Uh in all the feels? I really Uh loved it. It really reminded me of Nanny. Um, Uh And so Nanny is my grandma, guys, and I love me some Nanny very, very much. Uh Um, And I actually got got an opportunity to talk to Delisa today, which was really great. we got to talk about her book, about her life, about her grandma, about things like that. Um, she's a recent newlywed, and so Hi. we have—I know, right? And she's like, and they're she's like, she's moving too, so it's really funny. She's like, I'm moving, Everybody and I was like, moving. we're all moving. So I was like, you're moving, I'm moving, Shannon's moving. It's it's moving season apparently, and so mm-hmm. it is for sure. I just want to play you guys my awesome interview with her, and you guys will hear it. Hopefully, you want to buy the buy the book and. We'll be right back. So, guys, I'm here with Jaleesa Pollard, the author of My Grandma is a Lady. It's a really awesome kids' black Catholic book. It's an awesome kids' book that happens to be about black Catholics. So, you know that's right up our alley at Plattskirts and Basic Black. So, how are you doing today, Jaleesa? I am doing awesome. I feel like I'm a teacher, so I am near the end of summer school. So I, I see the light out of the end of my summer tunnel. <laughs> so awesome. uh, it's, it's going great. My um, A lot of things are happening in my world right now. So my forecast is um, partly sunny uh-huh. because so many wonderful things are on the horizon. Um we, we, my husband and I, newlyweds, we just purchased our first, or about to close our first home next Tuesday. And we found out that he's headed to France um, this Saturday. So we're running around trying to get all the documentation together. I'm trying to tie up summer school. I'm trying to do interviews, I'm, you know, just so I'm like running around crazy. But it's, it's, it's beautiful, so that's why I'm partly sunny. That's at this awesome. Time. No, that's that's pretty great weather, right? <laughs> you got you have got a great forecast. <laughs> so tell us. So you wrote this book. This it is. I really enjoyed it. Um, like I told you, um, I went I went through it twice, and I I just really just fell in love. So um, tell us before we talk about the book. I want you to tell us about your life as a Black Catholic, because. We do exist. We're here. We're out here, y'all. <laughs> yes, we are. I think that's a line from like um, X Men is like Legion for we are many or something like that. Um, and that's precisely, yes. um, you know, my entire story. So tell me about your life as a Black Catholic. Well, I was born um, and raised. Uh, I think the term is like cradle Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and I was baptized in, it's still my home church, St. Anne's Catholic Church in a small town uh, called Youngsville, Louisiana. Okay. And to this day, um, that is my home church. And um, one thing I would always tell people whenever they would ask me about my religion, I would say, um, I was baptized at St. Anne's and I'm going to be buried at St. Anne's. And okay. so in a nutshell, that is, you know, my life. I know, you know, the Alpha and the Omega. I know where I'm going to end up. 
Um, and I have that certainty. Um, it's not macabre or morbid. I have that mm-hmm. certainty of where I'm going to be, where I belong, and uh, the community and the church and the body that um, that I reside in. So um, uh, that's my life as a um, black Catholic. I was raised by my grandmother, who is grandma, and uh, my <laughs> grandma is a lady, Mildred Charles, yes. and she is like the wind beneath my wings. Um, she raised uh, my brother and my sister after our mother passed when I was four years old in 1993. So I don't have many memories of my mother. I was primarily raised by my grandmother and um, she had her two little grandchildren. She brought us to church every Sunday. We were in the youth group. I was in the youth group. We, um, it was the community organization that she trusted us fully. And um, we had no problems um, being involved in that and participating with that. It was literally down the street. Like I'm in a small country town so we could walk to church. Right. So it was like the best place for us to go. That's um, awesome. So yeah, that is my life. My grandmother really reared us um, in the Catholic faith um, to, to this day now. Yeah, no, she she sounds amazing because <laughs> I the story is amazing. <laughs> and so your grandmother is... I, I think that she's the main character. I don't know if she really, if that's how it's supposed to be, because it's really all about her. Like, right. um, the little girl is the narrator. <laughs> it's all about your grandma and all the things right, that right, right. she did. It's really wonderful to see her through that lens. So, but tell us about this story. Like, why this story? What was the journey that you went on to write this story? So, I've always wanted to be a writer. I was always... I'm a self-proclaimed English nerd. Like I was the kid who was like in the library mm-hmm. during li- like even in high school. Like I was still just like the one who preferred to be around books than other people. Yes. And um, I always wanted to be a writer. I always had kind of like had a, a flair for the written language. And so um, my mate, and even through high school and through college, I always worked for the school's newspapers. So my major was journalism. Then that changed to English because English was always was, you know, just an English nerd. And so I've always sought out being published, whether it be journalism or creative writing, which was, you know, actually my major. Mm -hmm. And um, I kept looking for fellowships and grant programs and different, you know, free money where I could. Uh, um, Yeah. (laughs) Mentorship, get mentorship, possibly a trip recognition. And um, just, uh, uh, you know, something to get my my words out, my, my, my books out. And so I think I had applied to a diversity, um, like a diversity fellowship or something. And it was something that I found on Twitter. And, of course, they had thousands of entries. And, of course, they sent me the, the email. Um, Thank you for your submission. Right. Unfortunately, comma, we could not accept your, you know, try again next year. And I was like, oh, you know, dread. I can't, uh, you know, mm-hmm. reject it. And then I saw on another, the power of social media, because I found literally all of my leads via social media, via Twitter, via Instagram, via Facebook. And um, I found out about a a black children's publishing company, children's book publishing company called Melanin Origins. And I clicked on the website and I absolutely fell in love with the mission of Melanin Origins. And it was all about children's books, about African-American pioneers. And it was exactly what I had wanted. Um, And even though 
um, my story, I felt that I could be a pioneer or my grandmother could be a pioneer because I hadn't heard our story. I was just yeah. waiting to hear or waiting to see, um, you know, my life reflected in a book because I loved books so mm-hmm. much and I just couldn't find my story. You know, I found versions of it, but I didn't find one right. that fit me entirely. So um, I reached out to the guy um, in December and he marveled at the idea he didn't even you know he was like black catholics i didn't even you know I didn't, do you yeah, do black, you black, exist it's like we do right and so i was like oh yes oh my gosh every state you know there's a national organization you know nice of peter claver ladies auxiliary except mm-hmm. my grandmother's in the ladies auxiliary so uh, i knew that it was it was almost like you know underground railroad on some right? stuff like it's just little channels and little bases but Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see it proclaimed. And so that's something that I wanted to do. And uh, Louis McLean of Melanin Ordinance, he believed in me. He was like, wow, this is great. Like, I've never heard of this before. Um, let's do it. And so um, that's what led to um, My Grandma's a Lady. And now when I tell you My Grandma's a Lady was probably two double space pages and a Google drive that I had written in like 2015 in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and for it to, you know, done for it to have, you know, reached the heights Mm -hmm. and, you know, gotten all the press and I brought all the joy that it has is, you know, it's been a wonderful journey writing this book. No, it's, it was a one going, reading the book. It was a wonderful journey, right? (laughs) Like it just really took me into that world and it, I didn't grow up Catholic. I am a convert and so much of it, yeah, I know. Um, but my grandma, like, I was raised in the church. We were um, apostolic Pentecostal family. Okay. Like, it was um, service in the church was not an option, right? And my grandmother was part of the mother's board, which would, could be, like, the ladies' auxiliary, okay, you know? Gotcha. Um, and they their job, like they served the church and the deacons and made sure that everything ran. And um, you're saying all these things about your grandma. And it was like, no, like legit. No, my grandma's a lady. I think everybody's grandmother is doing a version of this. We yes. need to share the story. Right, and right, right. I was always like, okay, so my grandma, my grandma is my BFF. And <laughs> anyone who follows me on social media knows that I love my grandma she is amazing. She is wonderful. I think I have the heart that I have for service because of her, because she always did. And she did not complain. Right. It was just like, this is what we're doing. And um, like how your grandmother made sure to um, do the, she did the funeral lunches and she did like, she prayed with all the ladies all the time and she made sure to wear all of her white. And that was a whole, that was a lot. There was just, I could, I could recognize a lot of myself in that. You know, even though my, my mother is very much alive and, but my mom, my grandma was still took care of us. My mom was a single mom. She had me when she was 17. So the caring and keeping of me in those early years was done by my grandma, you know? <laughs> so right. it's just like, well, my mom was trying to go to college and work and, you know, all those things. And it was just, I, I really, I really could identify with it. And I thought it was beautiful. And I really like how it doesn't matter if, um, like I didn't grow up Catholic, but I could have read this book as a little girl and been like, yeah, this is about me and my grandma, you know? <laughs> and I think that's beautiful. I think there, there's, I, there's so much service that black matron matriarchs do and it gets to the root of that. It doesn't matter. You could take, 
you could take the faith aspect out of it, but you would still recognize the black matriarch. And I thought that was, yes. you're, tell, you're telling a universal story for the universal church. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, I just thought, I just I thought, that was, I just thought, that, I just, I really, it really did. It really did touch me. And I thought it was very, very beautiful. So we're talking about like, I'm going to my tangent about the service of the matriarch. So how has your grandmother's service to the church? Like, did it, how did it shape your faith and how did it shape your relationship with service? That was like, it definitely did with mine. How did you do with yours? So I'm so glad that you mentioned what you mentioned about, um, that, uh, that attendance and that participation in like, there was, it, you know, it was, it was an, op- no, I, I don't want to story obligation. <laughs> it was just something of the heart. Like, this is what, like you said, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And so we went to church every Sunday and then on, um, like even now she works out with the other old ladies mm-hmm. in the church hall and then they play bingo and, you know, can draws. And so it was such an integral part of our lives. And it was really important for me to see my grandmother being part of a professional organization, um, a fraternal organization, um, because she didn't have, um, I guess, I don't want to use the word formal education. She went to school. My grandmother, wait, let me back up. My grandmother's 89 years old right okay. now. So she went to school until sixth grade. Mm-hmm. But to see her, and then I think her, um, not think, her, um, she cleaned houses. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, that's what they did in the Deep South. And so, um, um, and then I think she went on to work at um, University of Southwestern Louisiana, mm-hmm. and she was like the head custodian. And so to see my grandmother in a professional organization, even though she didn't go to college mm-hmm. or even though she didn't have these other remnants of what I had recognized as um, an educated woman, to see her in this aspect, I was like, well, my grandma is a yeah. lady. My grandma is, you know. Um, she may not be, you know, degreed like my teachers were, but she still, you know, brought all of this to the table and and she served as a good model for it. And so, um, and that, you know, that unapologetic, this is what we're doing, you know, that steadfast love and Mm -hmm. faith that she had, um, and seeing it with her, her family and her friends, because they would walk around and, you know, do walk around in the park and say the rosary or even going to the mm-hmm. funerals. And they, you know, they, I just saw how it was embedded in everyday life. And I was like, wow, this is everyday life. This is not, you know, separation of church and state. This is us. Right. So she really let me know that it, it does not have to be separate. In fact, it should be a part of your everyday life. And it's, yeah. you know, it brings so much great fruit and wonderment. I think that's really beautiful. Um, it just brings, drives the point home that your family are your first catechist. Right. I, I was just telling someone like I was a catechist for years. Um, you know, I was youth minister. I taught confirmation and I go, but I can't teach as well as your family can teach by example. Like, you know, like and I and that's where it is. Like, I don't serve. I didn't serve. Well, I was in RCIA, so I didn't have to get like service hours for confirmation, which I'm sure like a lot of other people did. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was like service is already a huge part of my life because that was that example. And your grandmother teaching you this, you know, and like, um, I think it's something really beautiful how you're saying you're like, you know, she didn't have a degree. Like she taught you love. She taught you service, love of the church, love of everyone. I just think that is really beautiful how you can recognize that in your grandma and that's, and you're like, no, this is what it was. And I think, I think that is just, 
I, I like I told you, like this story just resonated with me, and I was like, "This is really beautiful." <laughs> I was telling <laughs> Shannon, I was like, "I'm so excited because I loved it so much." <laughs> and um, no, I just I was like, "I want to meet your grandma." <laughs> and so, um, like I said, like my grandma, my grandma's eighty. Um, she's nanny. I love her. And I'm like, yeah, like my grandma, my grandma didn't go. She like she actually she went to junior college for a couple years, but like while I was a kid, but she's taught me so much more than anyone else with a degree has ever. Right. And Absolutely. I was like, yes, that's right. Like, I love it. I'm like, we're the same, <laughs> but we're not <laughs> late. Really quick before we move on, who did your illustrating? Like your illustrating, like it's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It, it's okay. so beautiful. So, yes. Oh, it's right here. So her name is Hatije. She is a lady from, she's an illustrator from Turkey. Wow. So we, her English is, uh, she's still, I don't say she's still learning English, but we corresponded. Hey, half Americans are still learning English. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> and I, <laughs> we corresponded entirely via uh, uh, Gmail. Mm-hmm. So um, I would send her pictures of, you know, you know, of my home or pictures I would like to see in the book. And um, she just went to town. Um, Melon Origins, um, Louis, he has like an, um, an illustrator page where you can literally just pick the illustrator you mm-hmm. want. It's like like if you are looking to to create a children's book, a children's book or a published children's book, Melon Origins is the way to go because. It's like a one, two, three, and you get a book in the mail. That's <laughs> like, amazing. Like six months later. So he has it perfected like really well. Wonderful. So I, I was looking through all the pictures and I saw her TJ's um, illustration of like a black woman or a black girl. And I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. And so that's how uh, I, I ran into her TJ. And so she, she's, um, she has lots of books, but I knew I wanted her to illustrate, um, Yes. For my grandma lady. Do you know, okay, so it really was reminiscent because the few, like when I saw the illustrations of it. Okay, so it looks like a modern, like jazzed up version of Ezra Jack Keats. Like, you know, the, like, do you know that author, his books, like Snowy Day and. Yes! Yeah, like yes, 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 it looked yes. jazzed up. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, black <laughs> author books. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, things like that. And it just, it just kind of looked like that. And it was just, I really love the way. Did she do watercolors? Is that what she. That's what I have no, it was so perfect. That's why I was like, is this it's some beautiful. type of like digital art? Like, how are there no mistakes? Like, I'm trying no, it's to figure beautiful. out, like, how is it looks- so wonderful? It just. Oh my god! I need to accent it. Um, uh, I guess no. It looks like it's watercolor and then moved. It, it just beautiful, like so beautiful. And I just, you know what? It, what I see. Everyone, you guys all need to get this book. Um, it <laughs> looks like the book, the illustrations. They all look like a memory. You know how it's like hazy oh, on the outside, like a flashback, like a flash, <laughs> and it's beautiful. And I love and that. Yeah. And so yeah. that's how it's like. That is. This is her account. This is where, you know, and like, I, I think everyone needs to, I think everyone needs to own your book. I Yay. do. It, it should be, it should be in every Catholic household. I think, I really do. I like, I firmly do. Like, and it doesn't matter because um, a lot of people are saying like, what can we do? How can we, I actually recommended your book because they were like, well, we, I'm like, we need more, I'm like, you need more children's books with black people in them. I'm like, plenty of black people got children's books with white people in them, you know? <laughs> like, right, so, right, right. but I just think I'm like, it's such a great, it's such a great book um everything that it says there's nothing in it different it doesn't everyone can resonate with it and um, i just thought 
I just thought it was really beautiful. I'm like, I'm just going to gush over it because I really was. I've been excited to talk to you. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to tell her how much I love her book. And it's going to be, the interview is going to be me. I love your book so much. What do you think about that? <laughs> this is the interview. <laughs> so, okay, so we got to move on. Like, how, like, what do you love about being Catholic? Because like, like, you're still part of your this, life. And this is, it's, it's very interesting. I love the structure. Right? And I guess being a teacher um, or just naturally um, wanting to be, you know, have so much order with books and words mm -hmm. and paragraphs and, you know, all of that. But I love the absolute structure um, of the church, like no matter where you are in your life. And I'm really thinking about the um, the signs of grace are the, the seven sacraments. Mm -hmm. And that's actually like another idea um, because the book wasn't first. The first um idea I had was Amelie's gift. And Amelie is the main character, the little girl. Mm -hmm. um, I disagree. It's the grandma. I, I <laughs> wanted to, I wanted to have some type of, um, I was doing a lot of things with my hands at one point. So I wanted, I started to make clay dolls and figurines mm -hmm. and I had wanted to make dolls of each of the seven sacraments. So mm -hmm. I had little babies for baptism. I had a little girl making her first communion. I had, um, a teenage girl making her confirmation, a woman get a, a the same way. It was like almost like different mm -hmm. clay figures representing these different, um, right. periods in their life. That was, you know, a sign of grace. And so, um, I hold on, go back to my notes. So, so I love the structure of the church and that you can map out from like, I know in 10th grade, I'm going to reach this point. I know after confirmation, I'm either going to get married or holy or orders. Like there's a guide. Mm -hmm. I love our liturgical calendar. I love the colors in the church, like the purple, the deep rich mm -hmm. colors, the purple, the greens, the pinks, um, I just love like like the cadence, the up, the down, the like we sound like we're we're, we're soldiers for Christ. We're all we're, yeah, on, yeah. we're all speaking in the same you know pitch, and then we just stop all at the same time. I just love that it's so. And some people that's like they that's what they don't like about it. They they feel like it's too constricted. But I love it. I, I love need it. that structure. I need that routine. And I really feel like that routine and structure has solidified me. Um, who, that has you know really pushed me. Um, to who I am today, because I like I feel like I know where I'm going. I was yeah. baptized in Saint Anne's. I'm going to be buried in Saint Anne's. I, you know, like so. Mm -hmm. I, I loved it. I loved it. No, that's amazing. So I really loved about this book that you incorporated um, French and like all of your Louisiana roots in right, all of that. Right, right. Like, does your church like? Do you guys have like? like French sayings that you say or like little French things that you do at your church or it's just kind of, it was just um, something that you more of the, had. I would say more of the older um, members, they still, they still speak French. So it was mm -hmm. really just a reminiscent of like my, my um, upbringing where my grandmother, she used to call me petite feet. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. know what that meant. I, I didn't know what that meant until college French when I, I looked at the family tree and it said granddaughter. And I'm like, you can call me granddaughter this whole time, but then it goes back to, it makes me think, it goes back to what I had thought, I guess, you know, or let me back up, how do I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. We, I remember as girls, we thought that since, you know, well, they didn't go to school, they're, that's just old people, they're just talking for, they don't know what they're talking about, they're not as smart as us, they don't have what we thought was ABC, what you needed to have, mm -hmm. but my sweet grandmother was speaking 
correct French to me this entire like she's been teaching me correct the whole correctly the whole time and I and I wasn't even aware of mm -hmm. it. Um, that even the language that she was using was you know that layers and layers of of faith of of tradition mm -hmm. of you know us so uh, so yeah that's um, no that's that's awesome I just I. Because I caught that and I was like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> All the things. So um, is there anything else that you think that we should know about your book or anything else um, that you wanted to share with the so, listeners? Yes, absolutely. Amelie is going to grow up and she's going to make her first communion. She's going to witness a baptism. She's going to get her, like she's so, this, it's going to be a book series of That's amazing. The, the signs of grace, all of the sacraments. That's amazing. She, you know, one day she, she gets married. Um, That's amazing. Yes. I love it. And keep that same illustrator. I really liked her. Yes. I love Hatija. I'm like, I was just like, you are, you are stuck with me because I absolutely love, um, even That's the name Amelie was my grandmother's great aunt that we that she only found through Catholic baptismal records. So all of it really just oh, goes wow. back to the church and how its structure mm -hmm. led to this, you know, document that led to the character's name, which led to the book, you know. Yeah. Like Before we <laughs> head out, I want to make sure that you like, even though Shannon's not here, I want to make sure that you are part of the offertory. So the, what would you like to offer up for offer to offer to our listeners um, to discover on their own? Um, I definitely want to share with you all about um, my publishing company. I can't, I would be remiss if I did not constantly bring them up because they literally made my dreams come true. That's amazing. Um, but Melanin Origins on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Melanin Origins. Um, it's a, um, black guy from uh, Dallas, Texas, and his dream is to be the global publishing for uh, multicultural books. And so if you are into literacy, if you are into um, black owned businesses, Melanin Origins is the way to go. Okay, awesome. But I would love to offer up um, crocheting. Is that something like Oh, a yeah. That is something that I, I love African-American dolls. I love black dolls. I love black figurines. I love black art. Um, so crocheting, there's a couple of social media accounts that I love. Tammy B. Crea Creations. Mm -hmm. She, um, let me show you. She did the girls. Like I did, oh, I I did, I did crochet dolls of the book. Of the yeah, character. I was like, that's you. Those are the, oh my goodness. <laughs> that's so amazing that's like there's almost stuff because we're moving but uh <laughs> yes if you um making things with your hands uh that's that's my offertory just continue to do the work of your hands because this um ended up turning out to a book for me so that's... trust in the work of your hands yes 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 oh that's oh oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> seriously julissa thank you so much for being on the show today it was really wonderful to have you here and to talk to you, where can we find you on social media? I am, I am on social media. Um, you can find me um, on Instagram. I am jbouquet, J-A-Y-Y-B-O-U-Q-U-E-T. I thought it was really cute <laughs> at yes. the time. Or you can find me on Twitter at the YSS Rights. And you can also find my book on Amazon. Just type in My Grandma is a Lady. Yes, we will put a link to the book in the show notes because 
every Catholic household needs to own it. Uh, and I, and I, I, even I like all the households, like it's just <laughs> all the households <laughs> need to own it. So thank you so much for, for being here. <laughs> no, thank thank you. you so much. Thank y'all so much for inviting me on the podcast. I cannot wait to listen to you all. Enjoy. So, yeah, we had a really good conversation, Shannon. Um, yeah. Uh, Jaleesa was, she was pretty great. We, you uh-huh. tell, we were totally vibing. You could totally tell we were vibing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so something that was really great that she talked about, just about her grandmother's service, we talked about that a bit. But her grandmother was a member of the Ladies Auxiliary for the Knights of Peter Claver. Uh-huh. And I... I just recently heard about the Knights of Peter Claver. I was, gosh, where was I? I was somewhere, and there were black Catholic women there, and they were talking about it. And so that is the thing. And Uh I learned that I was like, oh, so it's like the Black Knights of Columbus. (laughs) To oversimplify (laughs) it. Um, so that's uh, a whole thing. We're not. Gonna we're not going to talk about it. Right we're not. We're not going to mention it now. Mm. But we. I don't mind coming for the KCs, but just not right now. We're going to talk about the KPCs. Boom. Anyway, <laughs> which. Um, so the KPCs, which sounds like KFC, which sells mm. chicken. So that's how you know it's the Black Knights of Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the Knights of Peter Claver were founded by Josephite priest. Uh-huh. Yes, um, and Shannon, you went and you looked up and you saw uh, it was like seven seven people founded the Knights of Peter Claver, yes. uh-huh. and they are also uh, so the order is named after Peter Claver. He was a Jesuit priest. He was from uh-huh. Spain, um, and he ministered to the African slaves. In Cartagena, uh-huh. Colombia, and so uh-huh. this was like way back in the 17th century, century, century. century. Uh-huh. Um, and so he is said to have converted over 300,000 slaves to Catholicism. Uh-huh. So he is legit the patron saint of blacky black Catholics. I just think uh-huh. so. <laughs> He's patron saint African American. <laughs> And African missions, but yeah, black people. I guess, I mean, I guess, but you guys, you know how I feel about the term African American, but yes, (laughs) they, I mean, here's the thing. They weren't African American. They were like, Mm -mm. they were in South America, so Mm -hmm. they couldn't have been African American. They were African slaves. I'm just telling you what he is the patron of. He's also the patron saint of Colombia, even though he was not Colombian. (laughs) Okay. And was the the blackity black Colombians? I know. <laughs> she has to lose her patience with me, guys. I'm going to let her tell no. you what he's the patron saint of. <laughs> but also, my favorite, he is the patron saint of interracial justice, which is a wonderful thing. So, Peter Claver. Whoop, whoop. Yay, Peter Claver. What? Honorary black person. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Claver can come to the cookout. He can come. <laughs> but if he Look. shows up at the cookout, I'm a wrong because he's been dead for a really long time. <laughs> I'm just letting also, you know that. He should not bring his potato salad. <laughs> no, please don't bring your potato salad, please, Cleaver. We're good. We're good. My cousin Ray Ray got us hooked up. We are fine. Thank you, Peter Claver. You you would just come to the cookout and have a good time. You can bring yep. plates and aluminum foil. That's what you can bring to the cookout. You can bring Peter some Claver. pop too. 
Can you bring some pop? You can, you can bring some pop. Thank you. Um, so. And yes, we are a Midwestern podcast and we yeah. say pop. We say pop. <laughs> we say it with that Chicago accent, pop. So the model was based on the model for Knights of Columbus, mm-hmm. which was like the prominent um, Knights Eternal in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Do you know there is an international alliance of Catholic Knights? Like, there are other Knights. Like, yeah, there's like Knights crazy. of Columbus are like the heavy hitters. They're the Americans, right? yeah. Right? But then, well, of course Knights of Columbus are Americans, duh. But we won't talk about Columbus. But, yeah. <laughs> um, by Let's the way... Let's just say that at the time, Columbus was a prominent Italian who was important to the founding of America. And he was Catholic. And that was a way to identify our Americanness when it was in question. So that is the emphasis on Columbus. We're not going to talk anymore about that. That's where it is. Oh, but one day we will. <laughs> <laughs> Statues came down today. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. It was great. I have some American Indian. I have a friend who has, she is indigenous. She cried. Mm-hmm. She cried. I bet she did. Like, it was beautiful. So, Knights Columbus. They have they and then it's like a bunch of other knights in there too, but Knights of Peter Claver, those are the blacky black knights. Um, so they are the British knights. Do you remember those shoes? <laughs> we need to. St- um, it was founded in 1909. The so the Josephite priest they founded it, and they were mostly an order of priests that ministered to black people. So it was kind of like, they were like, hey, this is our main mission. We should, you know, like, like we should have another organization that is for black people. And I think that was really great. They're incredibly inclusive um, or trying. We're not I wouldn't say inclusive, but they were really um, good at making space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things like as black Catholics, like we always are. We we're looking for space. Right, uh-huh. Or a space or a place to know that we fit in. Uh-huh. And something that's really great. So the Knights of Peter Claver, they used to be, um, gosh, where was the house originally? It was, but now it's in New Orleans. Like that's where uh-huh. the main house is. And uh-huh. there's a huge historic building. It's called the Peter Claver Building. Um, and so, but um, that's where, um, that's where it was. But also like our book, my grandma was a lady takes place in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So she's in the Lafayette diocese of Louisiana. Like she said, she's like, I was baptized at St. Anne's. I will be buried at St. Anne's. <laughs> and so it's just like, it's like all, it's a huge part of her heritage where the Knights mm-hmm. of Peter Claver is like exactly where they were supposed to be. And her grandmother was a huge, she was really, really involved with them and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something that was really great about, that I, I don't know about that. I want to really look into it and actually learn about it. Um, but it's, uh, they are really, really, it's like basically like the Catholic NAACP. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, even though they give to the NAACP and the uh-huh. United Negro College Fund and uh-huh. Catholic anima, uh, like elementary schools and Xavier uh-huh. University right there in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Like, so... Only Catholic HBCU. Right? Right? It's kind of amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so they they do all these things. And so it's... Um, I really want to see what, like, what more they do. And it's a really great... It's a really great 
place. Like I, I like I know, like I work for the Moose. Uh, the Moose fund my life. It's a whole fraternal organization here, uh-huh. and everyone like that's where we are. And I know what good fraternities can do, uh-huh. and it's really great to know that black people have a space in that too. Uh-huh. And there's something really beautiful about it. Uh-huh. Um, so they formed yeah. the Ladies Auxiliary in 1922, but they don't call the, they don't call it the, they still call it the Ladies Auxiliary, but they're still the ladies are considered knights. Uh-huh. As opposed to like how Knights of Columbus, they have a ladies part, part but it's called the Daughters of Isabella. Okay, I love how they use his legacy and like how he wants to minister. He wanted to minister to the slaves. Like he really was like he was Jesuit, so like like he was like legit SJW. Like he was like SJW. <laughs> I like it. You like if it? you wouldn't call anyone who lived in the 17th century that, but yeah. SJ <laughs> dot, 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 W. That's what we're going to call it now. Um, so one of the great thing about Peter Claver, like his mission didn't end with just having the knights be, you know, in memory of him, um, uh-huh. have Carrie's namesake. So the Missionary Sisters of St. Peter Claver that also exist, um, there are, it's a religious congregation of women, and they basically serve the social and spiritual needs of the mm-hmm. poor in the world, but, like, they have a focus in Africa, and mm-hmm. they were founded in Austria. Um, mm-hmm. So there are, he's got the apostleship of the sea. Um, so, like, basically, they're, like, the port chaplains who visit um mm-hmm like the ships and things like that. Mm-hmm. So because that's what he did. He lived in the port. Yeah. Which is awesome. And then people off the boat, mm-hmm. his school, like, so there are, there are a lot of schools dedicated to St. Peter Claver, um, you know, really in the South and in South Africa, but mm-hmm. there is the oldest African-American school, you know, I want to say blackity black school, but mm-hmm. it's in the diocese of St. Petersburg. And it's also mm-hmm. the oldest, African-American school still functioning in the state in the state of Florida is the St. Peter Claver Catholic school. I think that's really great that they are preserving his legacy in that Mm -hmm. way. Um, And so September 9th. So in Columbia, they September 9th is the human rights day, national day in his honor. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Right. Like he did all these really awesome things. And it's like, I, there are so many saints that we don't even know about, but I Mm -hmm. really, I really had to look into him when like this book was about the night's nice and I was like, I don't even know, but um, <laughs> I don't even know about him, but this is okay. So really quick, I want to tell you the goals of the Knights. We're jumping around, but the goals of the Knights Peter Claver are to support a local pastor, parish and Bishop to become active as a group in the respective community to instill civic pride in actions, um, to engage Knights in opportunities that will allow them to demonstrate their Catholicism to allow for social interactions by creating gatherings that might foster a sense of community, to provide for the awarding of scholarships, to develop the character of youth, and to provide social and intellectual stimulation for its members. And that's exactly the things, those are the things that we saw um, Amelie's grandmother do Uh in the book, right? Like, she, her grandmother supported the pastor. She was active in the community, you know, doing mm-hmm. the funeral lunches and things like that. The civic pride. She was really all about developing the character of her youth and um, just all of that. And I thought that was really great mm-hmm. how you can, mm-hmm. like, those values can carry over in your life and help you, mm-hmm. which is 
but and, and it just shows you like we need community however that mm-hmm. community looks we need it and mm-hmm. some people get it through their fraternal organizations and she got it through the knights of peter claver which helped inform how she raised her daughter which i mean her granddaughter mm-hmm. which she did, what didn't mm-hmm. expect to do it's just really mm-hmm. beautiful i told when yeah. you me i told you this, i'm like i want to meet your grandma <laughs> tell her i said hi <laughs> Oh, no. I want to meet the grandmas. So, right? All the grandmas. Grandmas love me. Um, so it was really great. So I so I had I was ex- I was excited learning about uh-huh. that, Shannon. So do you have anything you want to add? I totally like probably talked over all the things you wanted to say. <laughs> um you're the serious one now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um I got really excited when we first saw this book and I enjoyed this um listening to it we listen to it on spotify so um but you should but you should buy it hard copy and buy it um because julissa is amazing and the Um, illustration is it's it's so beautiful it's beautiful mm -hmm. every every catholic home needs that book Mm -hmm. and so um but i got really excited realizing it was about um not only like having the black grandma who goes to church because like that is of course my memory Mm -hmm. of my grandmother but about the knights of peter claver um because both my grandfather and my grandmother were part of the knights um my grandmother's in the ladies auxiliary and i remember that and um and uh you know, it wasn't something that like was in my parish growing up because it was predominantly white. But, um, I remember that and like that my, um, my grandmother had like special honors when she passed at her funeral and things like that. And, and she would talk about it sometimes and like putting on the white, <laughs> the white, uh, mm-hmm. suit and all that. Uh, and, um, and, you know, I thought looking and looking back now, um, it really was a wonderful organization for my grandparents because they got to be with fellow black Catholics and they didn't have to choose between being with a black community or being with a Catholic community. They got to do both. Um, and they were at a parish that had a large black population. So, uh, it wasn't like they were starved for people or anything like that, but, um, you know, that, for me, it created this understanding that, um, those two things go together and there was never any, um, dissonance between those two things because my grandparents, um, I didn't know my grandfather, but my grandmother in particular, like she was very much a strong, wonderful, loving, kind, gentle black woman, um, who was fully immersed in her own culture and she was also an extremely devout loving kind catholic Mm -hmm. who knew her faith practiced her faith one of the first books i ever got like theology books quote unquote was a book that she was reading on the eucharist um when she passed away and it came to me i i gotta look for it at my parents house sometime and i still had it had her notes and her underlines of um what she loved about the book and about the Eucharist. And, um, I just remember really cherishing that and cherishing that, um, those are things that I can put together and there's not a sense of like, Oh, well, um, I guess I got to pick one, you know? Um, and, and I'm done. (laughs) 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 That's it. (laughs) No, no. And 
she's the grandmother that Megan is named after, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Megan has Megan's middle name is her name, Marguerite. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I thought. So, no, oh, that's really that's wonderful. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wow. So <laughs> we did it. We did it. We made it happen. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we both can be. We can both be the funny ones or the serious ones. <laughs> so, in Jaleesa, to remind everyone, Jaleesa's offertory was her publisher, Melanin Origin. So, if anyone is uh-huh. thinking about writing a black children's book, uh-huh. you know, call Melanin Origins because they know what's up. Um, and also crocheting. Uh-huh. Working with your hands, y'all. Uh-huh. Uh, so, okay, so for me... There is this podcast that I listen to. I've been listening to, like, I catch up on it when I clean and things like that. I found out about it because someone in a binge mode group that I'm in hosted. It's called Generation BSC. It is a babysitter's yes. club podcast. Yes. Like, <laughs> I knew what it was as soon as you said those words. <laughs> it so it is a babysitter's club podcast. And it's two best friends. They've been best friends since they were little. They are rereading the Babysitter's Club books and they are going and and they started it and then Netflix is starting a show and then um, they came out graphic novels, but they're like, we just wanted to talk about Babysitter's Club. Uh And so, and it's really funny because Babysitter's Club is so much of, it's the younger Gen Xers up to like like mid age, like, I'm not say older millennials. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's right. Oh, yeah, we, there's I like a, a and they were talking about it. There's a sweet spot of people who read it, and mm-hmm. from both, like from the like from the tail end of one generation, the front end of another, and that can just be called Generation BSC because that's legit. <laughs> like I had an outdoor patio dinner or lunch with my friend Audrey Shannon. You know Audrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I make fun of Audrey all the time. Hey, Audrey. <laughs> Audrey doesn't listen to the podcast. It's quite hilarious. I'm still saying hello. <laughs> I know. She's like, she's like, I don't, she doesn't listen to any podcast, so it's not us. But we were having lunch and I was telling her about it and she's like, you mean? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, uh, yes, please. And it's funny because we all fit in this uh, bubble mm-hmm. and Generation BSC, like it's just so good. And it's funny to listen to listen to these stories, but it's like I am the age of the parents now. And yeah, uh-huh. you were wrong, Marianne. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were wrong, Christy. And uh-huh. it's so crazy. It's like, that's how you know you're old. Because you're like, uh-huh. the pa- you're signing with the parents. Oh, yeah. Um, so For it's sure. a really great one. It, no, it's, really, it's called Generation BSC. And yes, I am loving it. Um, I also um, want to recommend... Um, Skinny Pop. I know that sounds ridiculous oh, God, because, so good. but I love Skinny Pop. Okay, I had some today. Um, so Audrey brought me some as a gift today. It was very nice of her because I mm-hmm. just finished my Skinny Pop anyway, and then she brought me some. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been buying me junk food a lot lately, but um, <laughs> so Skinny Pop Generation BSC, and then um, no, that's it. Just Skinny Pop and Generation BSC. Like, mm-hmm. it, you can catch Do up. It. Like, the episodes are... Eat your skinny pop while, while you're listening, listening to them. Uh, but also, they're really perfect to listen to while you're doing, like, cleaning and doing whatever. Like, they are... Because there's a lot, so you can seriously just binge them. And... Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's so great. So, I recommend it. 
So I am going to recommend three things. Okay. First, another podcast in a similar vein, the American Girls Podcast. I may have recommended this before. I don't care. Many more times. You should watch. um, It is two historians, two women who are, um, like me, older millennials, um, and they are historians. They have PhDs in history and they teach (laughs) history. Yeah. And they are going through the American Girl series book by book, starting with the original dolls from Pleasant Company and working their way up. So if you liked our episode on Addie, um, you will probably love this podcast. If you like history and dolls, then you probably like it too. But it's great. Um, I found out about it through... um, the Catholic feminist Claire, thank you for the recommendation. Ooh, hey and um, and so uh, you should all check that out. The second thing I'm recommending um, is summer vegetables, and in particular, grilling and roasting summer vegetables. Like what's summer, you guys? Produce is back. Everything's yes. beautiful and fresh and delicious. And roast them and grill them because with just a little bit of oil, some salt, and just enjoy the flavors of vegetables. They're so good. They're so good. And someday, in, in a couple of weeks, we'll be like in fall, and I'll be like, goodbye, summer vegetables. But for now, we have them, so let's enjoy them. And then the third thing that I'm going to recommend, um, I just got this for my husband for Father's Day, um, there is a company called Ben There Done That, and they do scratch off posters. So I got him a list of, it's like a hundred books, and you, as you read them, you scratch them off, and they have stickers mm-hmm. that you can rate them, and they reveal like artwork underneath. They have funny. movies, they have travel, um, it's really cool. Um, and like I, it's always hard to buy gifts for someone when you've been with them for decades. So mm-hmm. um, he really loved it. I really loved it, and it's um, and he's an educator, so he's like, I'm gonna hang this in my office and talk about the importance of literacy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's real principal speak. I'm yeah, just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it was it was fun, but you know, like we both are readers, so it was a really fun little gift and. Um, yeah, recommend that too. Wait, did you get them from like this Father's Day or last Father's Day? Yes, this Father's Day. So he already has it? Yeah, when this comes out, it's already past Father's Day. Oh. Isn't it? <laughs> no. No. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> but so he already knows. I just it. gave it to him early. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yes i did give it to him early because i can't wait to give people presents he has no patience. I love it. and he's I got love a birthday it. in july so i gotta come up with something else <laughs> okay well um that's our show i want to say thank you to Julissa pollard for sharing her book, My Grandma is a Lady, and all of, and the great interview and all the stories she had to tell. We want to say thank you to her grandmother, Mildred, who sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Mildred, we need to have Cafe Du Monde and Beignets together one day. Um, uh-huh. We can be best friends. We can also be your surrogate granddaughters. It's fine. Uh-huh. Nanny won't mind. Um, I want to also... I need a black grandma. It's in heaven. Right? I need one here. You can have Nanny. Uh, but also Mildred sorry well I totally volunteered you Mildred I don't even know you but I volunteered you Uh, also I want to say thank you to St. Peter Claver for living a life um, that Pope Leo 
the 13th said um, that there's no life except the life of Christ that has moved me so deeply as that of Peter Claver. So wow. thank you, Peter Claver, for your witness and your legacy of the Knights of Peter Claver and all the black and black Catholic schools out there. Um, we also want to say thank you to God for always being amazing and creating us in your image and likeness and making all of us special. Uh-huh. Even black Catholics. We want to say thank you to the even? listeners. Even the black Catholics. Even them. Even us. Uh, <laughs> we, also say, we also want to say thank you to you guys, our listeners, who make this podcast amazing and have brought us to almost 7,500 downloads. Ooh, what wow. is that? Thank you for sharing our platform. Thank you for being a part of our voice. We also, uh, So make sure that you are following us on Instagram at PSBB Podcast. Also, you can follow me at StylishLycia and Shannon at Team Corner Black. You can follow Jalisa at JBouquet. That is J with two Ys. You can also email us at platskirtsandbasicblack at gmail.com. Please join our Facebook group. Plaid yes. Skirts and Basic Black colon Coffee Talk. Also, if you want to be super stylish, make sure you head to our store, uh, uh-huh. shop.spreadshirt.com slash PSBB. And if you want to contr- get extra content, like maybe the ridiculous outtakes from this episode one day. There are a lot. There are a lot. Um, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. And that is patreon.com slash podcast. Thanks so much again for being with us, for, for sharing joy and spreading joy and being amazing. Bye. Bye. <laughs>